0: And now, your hosts for today's show.
1: Welcome to The Living Room. We're so glad you decided to join us. My name's Jana, and I'm joined today by... Heather, Michelle, Nicole, and Paige. And you. We're so glad you're here. And um, We're going to talk today about rituals and rites of passage. And so it's a little bit... Taking traditions a little bit deeper, because now we're talking about rites of passage and, and those certain milestones in our lives. I want to start out by telling that... Uh, we had last summer some baby showers like a flurry of them like one for my daughter several for my daughter but then also for so many people in our neighborhood we had people getting married we had people having babies and it's just been like nonstop, stop like sometimes two a week and I realized as I looked at this what a powerful ritual that is how well here's what made me think of it uh one of the women that Was working on a committee with me, said that she's from England and they don't have baby showers there, and she wanted to know what it was. Oh, interesting. So I had this most awesome opportunity to text her back and say, Well, Here's how it works, and here's why we do it. And she wrote back and said, oh, I think that sounds wonderful. How can I help? But it was the coolest thing to realize that, um, that we have this ritual that's maybe not global, mm-hmm. and also that we, it's, a, it's a way to celebrate a bride or celebrate a new mother and, and also defray the cost of setting up a new life or a new family. And, um, but the thing that I've noticed this week that I think has been really cool is the way it bonds us as a community. It's, it doesn't just bless the person that's being showered, right? Mm-hmm. It it bonds everybody as a community, and especially if there have been, you know, some schisms or people that aren't coming together as a family or as a neighborhood. It just has become like a healing tool, which is so powerful. So um, we're going to talk about that today, and I want you to think about your – What kind of rituals get celebrated for milestones in your family? It could be anything, like babies and brides are the big one, but there's also graduations and all kinds of things. What kinds of rituals have made that meaningful and helped you celebrate that milestone, but also sometimes step up to the plate? Because sometimes that's what those big transitions require. So how has one of those rituals been been meaningful beyond the gift or the celebration. I think that's my question. Hmm. Everyone's looking at me with stunned faces. No, we're thinking. You can't, we're thinking. thinking. I know. I want, yeah. you, to think. Okay, I want so, you to think. This is
2: good. Go ahead. I'm not sure my family is far enough along to have experienced enough of these yet, but you've been a bride. Yeah. You've had a baby. A long time mm-hmm. Okay. So I know one okay. for us that's had yeah. way
3: beyond the event. Yeah. Uh, We, and we didn't actually even start it, but now it's filtered through all of us, have a ritual or tradition that your first baby, the baby shower, is a book shower. Oh, I (gasps) love love that. that. And so no one brings clothes, and no one brings diapers, and no one brings those things. Everyone has to bring a book, and they write in the book why they love it Mm. or what it means to them or a message to That's fantastic. And so... It starts that way. So, like, for our son, who's our oldest, he just actually turned 16 two weeks ago and got his driver's license a week and a half ago, which is a whole different podcast about when your oldest kid gets a driver's license. (laughs) Um, But... Bad. We now have and still have this huge treasure of these books... With the people that meant the most to my husband and I's lives at the time he was born mm-hmm. and why these books matter. And now they've been read to six kids. Exactly, mm-hmm. Those same books yeah. all yeah. still exist yeah. in the same place. Yeah. We, ironically enough, haven't lost any of them yet. And they've gone through every single one of our children. I love it. I and love it that means so way, much. It, it, like, it meant a lot then. I was like, oh, yeah, this is cool. Like, this is... I had no idea what yeah. it would mean. Like I've even found myself with with little babies reading them one and reading the inscription first and like the tears start and it's like, oh, like it either is touching or it's healing or it's sentimental or it's simply a memory of of a relationship we used to have 16 years ago.
4: It's a super cool thing. I love that. <clears throat> I feel like. As you're talking, I'm realizing my first baby shower, a neighborhood woman brought Goodnight Moon uh-huh. to my son. Yeah. That book has gone everywhere with us. Uh-huh. Every child has loved yeah. it. This is such a great it, It's yeah. super cool. Yeah. And so yeah. like I know even now our girls and with five
3: of them, at least our oldest, probably four, have expressed, Okay, well when I have a baby, can we do this first? Yeah. Like can uh-huh. we do this with our baby? Cool. So like, they, they can see the beauty of, you know, they read it, and they'll read an inscription and be like, who is Mary? Mm-hmm. who is this? What about this family? And it's been super oh, cool. Oh, that's nice because it connects Because they then can connect.
4: Mm-hmm. I always feel so, so bad. That's when... I love that. That's <laughs> cool. I always feel so bad when I'm at DI or a thrift store, and I see this beautiful inscription in a book that oh. means something to someone, and I'm always like, I wish I could restore this back to the person. Yeah. Well, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Anyway, sorry. Go for it, Michelle.
0: No, I was just going to say, um, they don't remember the onesie in the same way or the pack of diapers. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, oh, so I think that's not. great. Yeah. One of the things that um, started long after me, but I wish I had started before me, you know, like, mm-hmm. could, like, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. so this is kind of newer, but um, I went to a shower and they told us to write a note to the mom, but then put on the front when you wanted her to open it, like, read this in the middle of the night, or read this during the day when you're tired, or read this oh, when you're mad at your husband, or read this when and So you're yeah, yeah. So, so she got this big stack of cards that she could open up at a specific time and so you think back like and so I wrote one like read this when you do not want to breastfeed another minute because you're
4: Little, little ladies hurt, hurt. Yeah.
3: so much yes. Yes. that you want to die. That yes. could yes. possibly be the most personal you've ever gotten since right. we started
0: <laughs> recording podcasts. A little lady, right there. totally censored. There was censored. Yeah. Like,
2: yes. yes. like, I was
0: just. I mistaken. can't
2: even say it. And then I was like,
3: "Little ladies, let's go." <laughs> okay, so that is the coolest thing big lady ever. ever. I know. <laughs> <so> I love <laughs> that. And now she's just blushing and has gone silent. Now and she's crossing her arms in front of her
4: chest. We'll get get
3: back to the story. There's got to be a space where we tease you for a second. I know. Look, now you're like curled up almost in the,
1: like, fetal. I know. So yours went to her
0: when she couldn't breastfeed for one more minute. Okay, so I just thought this was so great. So now anytime I have an opportunity to throw a baby shower, I do this. But one of the things that intersected at a great time was that I was throwing a baby shower for my cousin. I'm the, on my dad's side of the family, I'm the oldest girl. And there was not another girl who had a baby who, who was born for 10 years. So there is like, there were lots of boys in my family. And so so my girl cousins are younger. And so now they're just barely having babies. And at the same time, and it was like a beautiful intersection of things. I found a stack of cards. Like when, when I had my, my first baby, everyone wrote on a card, some advice. Mm -hmm. So it was just Mm -hmm. standard advice, but they wrote on the card. They didn't just say it out loud. And I have those forever. And um, as I'm preparing for her shower, deciding to do these, these cards, I find them ones for my, my um, For mine, And my grandma, who has passed away and is her grandma, too, had written this so sweet inscription that just said, sometimes when you have too much laundry to do or you cannot do another dish, put them all away, read some poetry, take care of yourself because the dishes will be there later and the laundry will be there later, but you might not be. And it was just this cute little thing. And so I wrote my cousin a note that says when you have too many dishes to do or too much laundry to be done. Mm -hmm. And I copied that from my grandma and I put it in there, and so now I have this idea of going in and asking my mom all the things that she wished she would say in these these times, and so taking traditions and things from the past and giving them to people from the future, like uh, this is new, so it's not like a ritual yet, but it's going to be. So you're saying, <laughs> well, like, for awesome. Macy, when Macy has a baby, you want to quote something your mom has. Yes, and I should tell you, I took about four months, and my cousin texted me and said, I just opened the one that you left me about where there's too much laundry, and I'm crying because I love my grandma I'm so grateful. <laughs> I mean, but that was just so sweet because yeah, it was something so that I got sweet. to pass on to her. Um, that my grandma would have said something to her too, but she wasn't here to yeah. say it,
1: So we know that. Yeah. So, anything that connects
0: us like that to the past generations <laughs> is so powerful.
4: <laughs> <laughs> Michelle, you're hilarious. You're okay, so I have a simple one. It doesn't have anything to do with the shower. It doesn't have to. No. Okay, okay. So I feel like Like, back-to-school clothing is very stressful for moms and dads. It can be expensive and overwhelming, but yet your kid wants to feel cool and give them something excited to look for on the first day of school. So I've always had this tradition that... I'm a shopper though. So I get that this comes easy to me, but I'll, I'll find, I will take my kid with me and it will be a bonding moment where we find them a great outfit for school. Just one. Don't overdo it. They don't need like the whole week. And like, so this, um, this school year, my kids are going to a charter school, which means they have a uniform. So I put a lot of thought and intention into what kind of shoes and socks do you want? And so I just feel like, and even if you don't have the budget for it, like a thrift store or D I just something that feels new to them, and I really hope that they grow up and they think, okay, mom really put some energy into me. Even though I shop professionally every day for people, I, I don't want them to feel like I forgot about them.
2: You yeah. know what I mean? Mm-hmm.
4: And so, and, and clothes were always my communication. And so the thought of me having a new outfit on the first day of school was just the most thrilling thing I could cry.
0: It, it <laughs> so
2: matters,
4: doesn't it? Yeah. 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 So and you're so
2: good question. at it. You're using your gift. Yeah, I'm trying. Which is great. <laughs> Nicole. All right, I have another back-to-school one. Mm-hmm. I, this might count. I'm not sure if this counts as a ritual. But we decided, well, and my parents did this with me, so I guess that might count why this is a ritual. My thir, my 13 year old, so for back to school, the last year or two, we've just given her a budget and just handed her the money. Oh, and cool. like one year, you know, I went with her, but she had to pull the envelope out and pay at each register. Cool. And this, this past year, at the start of school, just so just barely, she actually said to me so enthusiastically before it was time to go shopping, she's like, Mom. I did my whole budget and I know everything that I need and I know what I need and I know how much it should cost. And like, I Mm -hmm. was doing backflips. Yes, you got it. And I know it's something simple as a back to school budget, but I just think she was so excited because she was getting new things Mm -hmm. and she was getting to spend to her a large sum of money. But also I think teaching that skill of budgeting mm-hmm. is just valuable.
1: Well, right. exactly. That's a life lesson. Yeah, and, absolutely. and first day of school is a milestone. And yeah,
2: I love that you put, and there was in a really expensive it. backpack that she wanted, like 80 bucks. And it was that backpack and she had to have it. So I'm like, well, you can have it, but it has to come out of that money. And then how are you that's going right. to have enough for the rest of your clothing? And mm. she said, yes. Interesting. That's
1: right. Cool. Those are big deals. I love that. Yeah nice. So they did that at my daughter's shower. They they gathered in a circle and everyone just gave her some advice and someone took down notes and now what we wish is that we had recorded it so that we had their voices because mm-hmm. these are women who are so wise mm-hmm. that have been around us our entire lives and it was so wonderful to hear what they said but one thing that came up, a theme that came up over and over and over again is to trust your gut that that you have your own way of doing things and that's okay. You don't have to do it the same as everybody else. It was so nice to hear that over and over again. And I think it takes a lot of pressure off a new mom. When you see Pinterest everywhere, you don't have to do that. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah. It was really nice. Nicole. Sorry. I'm speaking again. No, I uh, apologize. Can I flip away from the shower again? Is yes. it, I'm not sure. So mm-hmm. a mother's day ritual that yeah. we started a few years ago, just for me and my kids um, is a notebook. It's like you know, sparkly or whatever. It's just like a notebook. But every year when my husband's like, "What do you want for Mother's Day?" I'm like, "I want the kids to write me a note in this book." And so I have to go find it for him and hand it to him. But then he has all of the kids write, "Mom," like a like a, my note, like a card, in this notebook. And that's sweet. It's kind of cool. Like it hasn't been very many years, but I can flip back through and see like their handwriting that's changed. And some of them, I don't know, they might even copy year to year because sometimes it says the exact <laughs> same thing. But <laughs> you know, it's it, fun. It, I don't know. I, I hope treasure. it will be a treasure in ten, even ten mm-hmm. more years as we. As it I will, keep and doing it'll now. be for them
1: too. And I think. There's something about a handwritten note that's so rare now that's so meaningful. Yeah, I love that you've done that. So this is actually a really big deal for me growing up
3: because my, my dad, although it wasn't his profession, is an amazing artist and especially anything written. So, I mean, he can calligraphy. He just is amazing with with any medium. And so my entire life has been filled with notes and my name and thoughts all written in beautiful ways wow
1: that's cool
3: and so like in a couple different spaces where whether it's letters that I received at college or even now like I'll go randomly to the mailbox and mind you my parents live like .82 miles away like Mm -hmm. literally less than a mile from us and and he still writes and sends everything handwritten even though Uh I might see him in the morning the note will still show up in the afternoon and one way that he actually did on a daily basis was he always wrote on the front of our lunch sacks And that's not, like, new to anyone. I mean, I think that happens in lots and lots of houses. But it was always so amazing to open my lunch every day at school, and my name or the decor, whatever it was, was on this lunch sack. And it was every day. And it it was so cool. And that it's written now is something, you know, that I have the box where his his writings and his penmanship is, I mean, it authored my life in so many ways and I have
4: it and it's really cool. It's really, really cool. And that translates to, he loves you. Absolutely. And the time and effort in it For sure. And now he does it for all of our kids. Like there's
3: never a Bob birthday card. They're just always their name with happy birthday grandma guy, you know, they're just, but, but they're unique to them and they're beautiful. They're absolutely gorgeous. And it's been really cool. And although, uh, although I don't have the same, obviously talent, the written word made a huge impression. So I've noticed that I've passed on the tradition. It just looks different for me. So, mm-hmm. so like, yes, I write on their lunch sacks and I do those things. It doesn't look nearly like my dad's used to look, but now our kids each have an, a notebook of their own and we share it. It's so like our daughter and I share one and our daughter and I share one. and, I write something in it or draw them something and put it on their bed. And then when they have a second, they respond or write something in it and put it back on my bed. Oh, I And, love that. and, I have never and then I put it back it. On I have never heard about that, but
2: I've never met someone that mm-hmm. actually
3: did it. And so it's super cool because, like, sometimes if someone, especially, so our our daughter who's 10, she tends to be a little more spitty, a little more fiery than our other kids. Mm-hmm. And she's a little quieter when she's upset. And so it's a place where I can say, "Hey, today seemed like a rough day. What's up?" And and she'll answer me there sometimes. Where in the moment she doesn't want to talk about whatever it is, Oh, that oh, or like word our three me. year old who can't do anything yeah. because meaning words wise, except like write her cue for Quinn. Like writes yeah. me a cue like every night. She writes me a cue. Oh, with, with, with love from With from And so it's been a super cool way for me to recognize that written things matter. I mean, I still keep everything written. I use an old school calendar and old school planner and I can see where it's come directly from my dad and our relationship. And that's how I've been able to pass it on. And it's kind of cool that way. And it's spanned much bigger than the moment it existed. Exactly. Than, I am, which was kind, kind of your I question. Doing this with I my daughter, love this you. so
1: much,
0: especially for teenagers. It's so hard to communicate mm-hmm. with teenagers. Sometimes it's brilliant. There are some books. We, I have one that I do with my son. But that's like a prompt. Book. Yeah, so. some are written out, and oh, so yeah. I like that one too because sometimes I'm like, I don't know what to say. But yeah. <laughs> but it's like it asks a question, like, Hey, what did you? What was your favorite thing to, you, you did when you were a kid? Uh-huh. And then he shares what his favorite memories are, and and so we kind of go back and forth, and I I like that idea yeah, too. That's the. And
3: this is a total side note, but if you like technology better, speaking of the prompts. There's actually a service you can sign up for that will send you one prompt via email every day. And by the time 365 days are over, you've written your your life history.
4: Oh, and all you have to cool. do is
3: answer the question they send you each day. Where is this? It's, it's online. I'll have to look it up and figure out where what the resources yeah but they send you the prompt and you simply just type it if you want to add pictures you can but you just type an answer to the question they send and when they're wow. when you're done with the year they compile it and send you the book and then you have the digital oh, and cool. so you have all, wow. your life history and it's like that the favorite thing to do with your mom when you were a kid uh-huh. and if you're 70 uh-huh. and you're writing the fa- i mean like It compiles that way. And again, that's that's, that's cool. Oh, that's amazing. I love it. Yeah. It's pretty cool.
1: No. Well, I love that you transitioned into something really powerful where you talked about how something that your parents did for you Mm. helped kind of author your life. Absolutely. Oh, I think that's so beautiful. Mm -hmm. So what, what milestone did you reach where something that someone else did helped you kind of step up to the plate? and step into that new role or that transition as you moved, whether it's going to college or whatever. Did somebody do something special for you, or did your family have a ritual that helped you move into a new role?
4: Gosh, that's –
3: I don't know if this is what you're looking for, but for some reason it keeps coming to mind, and I don't know why it was a big deal. But marriage absolutely was that for me, and it was 100% the example the rituals that my parents enacted as a married couple and the way they showed each other love 100% trans- transitioned me into being a wife and mother 100% yeah my mom never complaining about her role led me led me into the role with with a good perspective and a good attitude and no resentment my parents loving one another and always being respectful and dating each other every week led me into how i manage my marriage now
4: so I don't know. That might nice. be too broad. So as a counselor, if you're talking to someone who hasn't had that as an example, yeah. like how would yeah. we translate yeah. that into, to what? Into so real life? if
3: you don't have the example of what it is that you want and what I always counsel, because it's the only option you have is it's no longer about what was negative. It's about what you want moving forward. Mm-hmm. So if the example has been negative, you don't get to use it as justification to keep mm. doing it the wrong the way you don't want it to happen. I don't right. get it wrong, right? It. So mm-hmm. so it's the idea that it's like, look, my parents weren't a great example and I don't know what this looks like, and yet I want this, this, this. So what do we do to get you what you want? Oh, very
4: cool.
3: And that's very different, right? Mm-hmm. Because because you're gonna have someone who gets married who had good experiences watching their parents and then you're gonna get a spouse that didn't. And, and then you're going to have this space where somebody doesn't know. So that's where you have to go. Wait a second. We can't rely on that. And even having a good example, I can't rely Mm
4: -hmm. on that.
3: I still Mm -hmm. have to make my hands work and do the things they did, Mm -hmm. but watching it allowed me to see how that process might look and decide if I wanted to buy into it. So it it has to be a forward thinking that way. Mm
1: -hmm. Yeah. I like that.
4: I
2: like that. Anybody else? Um, this isn't quite a standard thing that everyone has, but when, um, when my last pregnancy, my twins were born, we ended in the NICU. Mm -hmm. So this isn't a like a rite of passage that a lot of families have. But when my mom happened to be an NICU nurse, so she got a whole bunch of things together. Um, a journal to write your thoughts down because your brain is scattered um, onesies to dress your babies in that snap, not zip, because yeah. of the cords, Like just some different oh, things, like yeah. gift cards, um, paper plates, just some random things, and she didn't give it to me all at once, she kind of just gave it to me over time, because we knew this was going to happen, Um based on the pregnancy. But one of the things that I've tried to do since when any of the, my friends or family have babies in the NICU, I try to put together a gift basket mm-hmm. with a lot of those things that were helpful to me with a note on why they're there. And then I pass that along. That's super And, cool. that's powerful. and because of social media, yes. I know, gosh, I didn't think this would make me cry mm-hmm. because of social media. I know it was impactful on one of my friends because she's sub- a, um, I can't even think of the word because of my tears. Since then, she's done the same thing with other friends. Oh, yeah. She's passed it on. Passed it on. Yeah. So it's just a really stressful time when and when you've got babies that are sick. and It is. Um, unless you've been through it, you don't know what to expect. But mm-hmm. there are some things that, that you can do. Another one along the same lines is whenever I have uh, someone that I know that has experienced a funeral, mm-hmm. I like to drop off a whole bunch of paper goods.
4: Oh, cause there's not a like,
2: like, how are you going to help? People are going to be bringing in meals. Like, yeah. I don't know how to relate to that, but I do know that they probably don't want to be doing dishes. Absolutely. That's oh, I
1: love that idea. But I also love how it's come from a hard place mm-hmm. that someone nurtured you that then you can pay it forward and, and be more compassionate for other people that are experiencing hard things. I love that.
2: Well, and when you have a baby traditionally, at least where we're at, where we all live here in Utah, people want to bring you meals and they like have it all planned out and for weeks. But when you have a sick baby in the hospital, you're not even home at dinner time, Right. So you need gas cards and fast food gift cards. And like, you just need a whole different array Mm -hmm. of things. Mm -hmm. I love that. Very good.
1: Yeah. So nice. Anybody else? I'll tell you when, while you think my grandmother, I've talked to her about her before, I'm sure, because she was so um, impactful in my life, but she always wore these white ruffled aprons and her hair in a bun, and she looked like Mrs. Santa Claus, and she was so cute, so when I got married, she gave me an apron shower, and everyone brought an apron to the party, so now I have this closet full of aprons that remind me of this darling grandma, and I remember, Mm. I'll try and remember to put one on when when I'm working in the kitchen, but the other thing that she did that is even more impactful than that was she hand-wrote an entire cookbook and kind of like your dad, Mm -hmm. she had beautiful calligraphic handwriting and I've got these beautiful handwritten recipes and the best ones of course are just spilled on and you know, the book's falling apart. Mm -hmm. And so, uh, it's, it wasn't something that I wanted to do exactly in that way for my daughter because I wanted her to last longer than this one did. So I, I made a hardbound copy, but a lot of it was I scanned these beautiful handwritten recipes from my grandmother and wrote the stories behind them. Mm-hmm. But then I also included more family recipes and just, yeah, I just wanted to continue on that ritual. I remember as a young bride thinking, I only know how to make three meals. How am I going to cook for the rest of my life? Mm-hmm. And that, that family tradition of food really
4: helped me kind of move into that role in a really yeah. sweet way. Yeah. So I have one, um, do you know, you, you know, the tradition of the husband buys the ring yeah. and proposes. Yeah. Okay, so that's kind of that the tradition, a right? Of yes, passage. it yeah. is, isn't it? So, just traditionally, nor I feel like normally in the past, you know, the husband surprises her, so it's like all surprise, me. he gets down on the knee and he and he proposes. So, I lo- I'm I'm kind of a minimalist in life, so I'm not huge into possessions in general, Um, but I adore my wedding ring. Like adore it. And the reason why is not because of the ring on my finger is because my husband totally got me and he knew that I wanted to have a say in my ring Uh and I designed it. And he got the ring that I wanted. And I know that probably sounds, I don't know how to like, say all this without it sounding surface, but I, I designed my ring. He found me a place that would design it for me. And he still surprised me and proposed later. I had no idea he had it made or anything. We were just talking about marriage and what kind of ring I wanted. And I just look at that ring and I think... He totally got me before we even got married. And I love yes. and adore my ring so much because I had a hand in it a little uh-huh. bit. And so anyway, I know that's not for everyone. I have sisters that love their ring because the husband picked it out for them. And that just has so much. There's so many layers to the ring with wedding, but with getting marriage, ugh, I cannot talk today. I'm like, yeah, <laughs> you know, with getting married. Uh-huh. But um, whatever angle that is, whatever is important to you, I adore my ring because he understood that I wanted a part in it. And anyway, so there's. And I have a thought, I, I wish
0: love I that because that's your gift. <laughs> <Of course. laughs>
4: when when I, I
1: had the chance. You can I change
4: that, you know. I know. I uh, know, right? Well, well,
1: anyway. Uh, that's really cool. I love it. Anybody else? Does somebody help you through a transition, a milestone in your life? I know there's
4: lots. I'm like, I know. i racking my yeah. brain of all the amazing things that's ever happened to me, but I can't you know, think of anything.
0: I do want to share just a quick story. And this kind of goes back to what you said in the beginning Um, with baby showers and that being a rite of passage. We have a woman in our ward who is has a number of different challenges. She's got some physical challenges. She's got some mental challenges. And she gets babies from the store, and they are her babies. Okay. And she, they have names. They have, what do you mean? Like plastic babies, plastic babies, but she will tell you their birth story. I was like, I'm going to need some more information. (laughs) Oh, (laughs) wow. She she will tell you their birth story. She will tell you about their life and they are like her babies that she takes with her everywhere and cares for them. Part of it is her like just mental challenge. Right. Right. Um, but she moved into our ward and obviously she has a number of needs and in our congregation um, there's been a lot of service that has been rendered to her and i got an invitation in the mail to a baby shower for one of her babies oh my goodness and i I had this thought as i was in my mind like you go in my mind i'm like okay do we perpetuate this or do we not perpetuate Uh this are we supporting Uh this on this level or do we not support this Uh on this level and Uh then in my mind i was like whatever i'm gonna go to the shower now great gratefully they were like you know bring used items what what do you have in your home that you could pass along for her and this new baby. And I still went into this whole thing, incredibly skeptical. Like what, what kind of support do we really need to provide her? Um, and is this really what she needs? But I walked into that room with a dozen other women from my neighborhood Mm -hmm. and I started to cry Mm -hmm. and they, they were loving on her and caring about her. And at the end of the day, it doesn't matter what should or should not be done. Um, I felt closer to every single woman in that room for that time that we had with her. And so I think about these rituals and rites of passage, and I think about these moments that are small and big, but... It wasn't just about her in that moment. It was about me. It was about everybody else that was there. And so sometimes when I go to these things, I realize now more than anything else that sometimes it's not just about the present. It's about the connection. And sometimes it's not just about the person I'm going to see, but the other people that are going to be there that I can have a, a meeting with. And I think that in the world that we live in, where everything is digital and we could just ship something to people's house, it's the conversations and it's the people that make those rituals and rites of passage that really matter
1: okay you just summed it up so beautifully that's mm-hmm. exactly the impression that i had have you guys ever seen the movie lars and the real girl i love it doesn't mm-hmm. that remind you of love that Love it. yes so yeah that was amazing i can't i can't add anything to that it was beautiful michelle okay so we're just gonna sign off <laughs> <laughs> we're short but i don't care That's. i want to end there and um thank you for tuning in with us today and um When you get the chance, give yourself, your community, and your rituals some living room.
0: Thanks for coming to The Living Room. We hope you've enjoyed listening, laughing, and learning something new. Join us for our next show. And in the meantime, give yourself and those you love some living room.